0: In the way that we read the lectionary, sometimes we can get lost with what portion in salvation history and where does it really take place, the portion that we are reading, because sometimes we can focus more on the topic that the readings present to us rather than the historical account and what really was going on in the life of Jesus. And the gospel today is not the exception for that. We read from chapter 15 from the Gospel of John, which is part of a bigger section that is from chapters 13 through 16. And this is a whole conversation and really the meal, the Last Supper, and the conversation that is going on in between Jesus and his friends. And Jesus restates that and clarifies that in this night. He says, I have called you friends. I have told you everything. No longer call you slaves, you are my friends. And it seems that that is all that the Son of God has left on earth. The times of the great crowds, the thousands that would follow him, are far gone. They're not there anymore. Those high religious people who would come to consult Jesus about different matters... They're not there anymore. If anything, they're persecuting him. There was a time in the life of Jesus when he was not able to access the cities because of how many people would come to listen to him. So he stayed outside of the cities and people would come to him in the mountains and he would teach them. He has to sneak almost into Jerusalem to be able to meet with his friends. So all that Jesus has left is these 12 friends, his dearest friends. And we could even say more, we can summarize the mission of the Son of God come onto earth like this. God came to us to make friends. God came to earth to make friends. And it may sound provocative at first to our human ears because we think of, you know, God coming to really fulfill a mission and to, you know, what's the plan? What's the strategy? Friendship is the strategy. He came to make friends. And it could seem like a little needy from God. Does God really need friends? That he came all the way down from heaven to make friends. It's not needy at all. Jesus clarifies his friendship with his disciples very well. He says, I call you friends because I have come to bestow three gifts upon my friends. And he says, I come to lay down my life for my friends. I have come to bestow my commandments on my friends. And I have come to let myself be known by my friends. The greatest desire of Jesus is to do this with his friends, for his friends. And outside of that context of friendship, outside of the gift of friendship, these great gifts could be overlooked or misunderstood. His great sacrifice on the cross could not be appreciated by those who were not friends, who were not disciples. In fact, John was there at the foot of the cross. And he understood perfectly what was going on. But there were so many more who had no idea, who didn't take it to heart. And so his commandments I am sure that all of us know people in our lives who say, why is it, you know, those commandments? I don't understand why the church teaches this or that. Why, it's because there's a bond of friendship that is missing. Those commandments are for the friends of Christ. And they only make sense in that context. And Jesus came to be known by his friends. And it is in that way through friendship and by bestowing these three gifts in the context of friendship that Jesus would change the world. Because those twelve friends would go to others and to others and to others to invite others into friendship so that they could receive these same gifts that Jesus came to give, not to everyone, but to those who call themselves friends. There's a bond of friendship. There's a decision to accept the friendship of Christ that is at the beginning of being able to receive these gifts. And only the disciples are the ones who can receive them. From these three gifts, I would like to concentrate on one tonight. This may be the one that we hear about the least. I would like to focus on that one. Jesus came to let himself be known. God, the creator of the universe, the the stars and all that we see, he came so that we may be able to know him, to know his mind, to know his heart, to know his plans, to know him. It is an amazing gift. During his hidden life, Jesus did not reveal himself to others. Did you ever think about that? That for 30 years in our history, for 30 years in our history, God was among us. He was on this earth in disguise, and nobody knew it. He didn't reveal himself because they were not disciples yet. They could not understand, they could not accept yet what he was coming to bring. The context was not there yet. The only two whom he revealed and poured himself into were Joseph and Mary, those who had already taken that step. And when the Son of God began his public ministry during those three years, he continued to follow the same pattern. He did not reveal Himself to everyone but only to His disciples, to those who were willing to take a step towards Him, to follow Him. He came to make friends and to reveal Himself to His friends. Jesus says that He comes to reveal Himself to His friends, that He has come to reveal to them everything, that He has heard from the Father, and that He does so progressively, in the measure that we can understand and accept. Everything begins with that decision to be a friend of Christ, but it doesn't stop there. There's so much more than Christ wants to bestow on us. And that's the beauty of this friendship. The only eternal friendship relationship in our lives. A friendship that has a beginning one day in the history of our lives when we had decided to follow Him, but it has no end and it has no limit, it has no cap. It can make us a little anxious, but it's beautiful at the same time. Not even in heaven. That's the beauty of heaven. That would never get bored because God is bigger than us, bigger than our capacity. We'll be fulfilled, but always being able to know more. He has come to reveal himself, to pour himself into us, his friends. And I acknowledge that sometimes there could be a maybe we have a hard time relating to that idea because we experience in our own lives a fear of being known, a fear of letting ourselves be known by others. There is that fear. Because if I let myself be known by others totally, then I lose control of what are they going to think about me, how are they going to judge me. And we lose control of that, and so we we are secluded within ourselves because of that fear. And that brings loneliness, necessarily, because you can know thousands of people, but until you are known by someone, you'll always be lonely. And that's what Christ wants to do with us. He comes to take the first step to be known, to pour himself out into us so that we may be able to do the same with him, to be known by him, to be able to pour ourselves into him completely. And that is what brings peace and joy abundant into our lives, being able to be known and to know the Son of God, the friend of our souls, Augustine said that God is more intimate to our souls than we are to our own selves. So he already knows us. He knows us better than we do. But what he needs from us is that intentional decision of being able to, to pour ourselves onto him, to letting ourselves be known by him. So I want to propose in this night those two movements in our relationship with Christ so that we may may continue to grow in our relationship with Him. The first one is to let Him know you. Let Him know you. This is what we call the prayer of the heart when we allow Christ to know us when we speak our hearts, when we speak our minds. Because sometimes the danger could be that we come and we sing the hymns and we pray the prayers and we do all the things that we do, but are we really pouring our hearts out? Are you investing your heart into those prayers? Are you having time to really let Christ know where you're at? So I invite you to do an exercise of the prayer of the heart. That is to think of two things and share those with Christ. What I think, what am I thinking, what am I feeling? What am I thinking, what am I feeling? It's very simple. But you will see how healing it is. It is a healing exercise to be able to kneel before the Lord, to sit in his presence the Adoration Chapel and the Chapel and Newman here before, after Mass, at home, and be able to share with him, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And to be able to speak your heart, speak your mind to him. And the second exercise is to let him pour yourself out onto you. In our relationship with Christ, There's always more that we don't know than what we know. And that is the beauty of it. That if you have been walking with the Lord for maybe a few years now, maybe for a long time, maybe this is all new to you and it's just the beginnings, there's a great consolation in knowing that there's more of this and even more exciting things and more depth always to our relationship with Christ. It's a friendship that never gets boring. And if ever does get boring, it's because of us. Because we got bored of the Lord. <laughs> and we need to renew our relationship with Him. And our relationship with Him usually starts that way. We start letting the Lord into our lives. But even more exciting than that, he wants to let you into his life. And that is the exciting part of the relationship. That's when it never gets boring. When you get to know the heart of the master and how he thinks and what are his plans and what he is doing and how he's working and how he loves you and all the depth of his, of his heart. His heart is almost like a treasure chest. There's always more than we can find. And we we have only tapped into that treasure. So I invite all of us to let ourselves be known by him to pour our hearts out, to practice the prayer of the heart. It's very simple, it's just authentic prayer and to let Christ pour himself out unto you. It is the friends of Christ who changed the world. The world doesn't think that it needs us, as the world of that night when Jesus was gathered with his friends didn't think that it needed those 12 men. But in fact, What the world needs today is friends of Christ, who have received that great sacrifice of Him in the cross, who had died with Him and rose with Him, who have received and accepted His commandments in their hearts, and who have opened their hearts to the Son of God so that He may reveal Himself to us. Let us close our eyes for a moment and bow our heads and pray in this night. Lord, we want to accept this friendship. We want to be counted among those whom you call friends. It is not us who chose you, but you who chose us. And we are thankful. In this moment, I open my heart to you in friendship. I feel unworthy. I haven't done anything for you compared to what you have done for me. And I receive your gift in this moment. I open my heart and my mind to you. To spending time with you. The rest of my life with you. So that you may call me your friend. And pour out your heart unto me so that I may know you imperfectly in this life and face to face in heaven. Amen.